Today's podcast episode is sponsored by Gabrielle Hartley, the creator of the Better Apart Method. Gabrielle and her best-selling book, Better Apart, The Radically Positive Way to Separate, have been featured in People Magazine, The New York Times, The New York Post, Vice, U.S. News and World Report, and many other media outlets. Everyone's talking about Better Apart. In fact, even Gwyneth Paltrow loves the book and said that it's full of potent tools for you and your family. Now, the Better Apart Masterclass is available to you online. And for a limited time, you gain access to a special one-on-one mini consultation with Gabrielle herself. Using the powerful tools provided in the Better Apart Masterclass, you can begin to get clear, feel better, and reclaim your life. So head over to GabrielleHartley.com and sign up today. Use the code BEYOND25 to receive $25 off the cost of the Masterclass. Coming up on today's episode of the Divorce and Beyond podcast. Who better to make the decisions about how you're going to restructure your family than you two? Or at least try. I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, like that's, I think we went into it. Like, let's just see where we agree. We had no idea if we were going to fall flat on our faces when we were trying to do this, but. Absolutely. And so we decided to let's just see where we agree. So we just took, you know, uh, I don't even remember what the first one was, but we just took one. And then it worked and we agreed and it was, it was like, it was right. And so then it was just, it didn't happen overnight. Hello and welcome to the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host. As a top divorce attorney and family law mediator for 30 years, I know what you need to know to get through your divorce, and most importantly, how to move beyond it to thrive and transition to your new future. My experts and I are here to give you the insider view into the process, so listen in for the wisdom and expert information you need on your journey through divorce and beyond. Welcome back to part two of the unicorn divorce, how ending their marriage brought them together with the authors of Our Happy Divorce, Nikki DeBartolo and Benjamin Heldfond. So if you remember when we left at the end of episode one, and if you haven't listened to that, I highly recommend that you do. They have a wonderful story and it's best heard, you know, in succession. So in continuity, listen to part one first. But at the end of episode one, Ben and Nikki were talking about the fact that they had worked through most of the details of their divorce together sitting at a table in Starbucks. So we're going to pick up from there. I'm sure there were people in my profession who are listening to this saying, there were mistakes made if they didn't have counsel negotiating this for them. And um, but but I know, you know, I, I switched from a litigation practice to a mediation practice about 10 years ago. Um, and, and uh, you know, I think of a mediator as someone who's there to help the people have the conversations yeah. that you two, I just want to point out, found a way to have without somebody facilitating for you. That's the ideal Right. But if you can't, then get someone who can help you. Yeah, and I think and those that, conversations weren't always like roses no. and butterflies. No, and they were no or and unicorns. They were, yeah, unicorns. And, and they were big ticket items. You know, I think that it's important that, that yes, you're right. We're not uh, condoning people to you know not get legal representation or not feel secure with having somebody to you know bounce something off of or or, or, or give look things over and read it and you know 
make sure all those words that right. we don't know. Yeah, and it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't one coffee shop meeting. I mean, it was back and forth, and yeah. you know, she would come, and then I'd look at it, and you know, it was like she had a jewelry business, and it meant a lot to her. You know, I could have been the guy who said, you know, that's half mine because it means a lot to you. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, I, I think that's sometimes it, I'm sure you see it. You know, I'll never All forget. The time. I had a friend who was uh, going through, uh, we were meeting for coffee and this was why Nikki and I were married. And he said, he just got done with a three hour uh, mediation with a couple who fought for three hours over an espresso machine. Right. And it was like, you know, each lawyer was 450 or whatever it was an hour. And they both spent three hours you know, talking about one, they could about five. Oh, and, and that's just with the time in court. There's prep time to get ready for court. And then there's time afterwards to rehash what happened exactly. in court. So we just, you know, would go back and forth. It, it happened over a period of probably five or six meetings. Uh, she would go talk to her, uh, counsel and, and her family and I, and I would do the same thing and we'd come back. And, and so it wasn't this flippant sort of careless uh, uh, process because there was, there was legal, but it was just her and I. Yeah. It was her and I. But I think even our families thought we were a little crazy. Right. And it's, it, you know, I think it, it, it's, it's a lot like business, right? I think that it, no offense to any lawyers out there listening um, or recovering lawyers, I think like yourself. That's me. Uh, right. Uh, it, it, is that, you know, the business people should make the business decisions and then hand it to the lawyers to make the legal decisions. I think what, you know, so many times is, is, is lawyers try to be business people or lawyers try to get in the middle of, you know, divorce proceedings. And, and so we wanted to take that element out of it. You know, we wanted to take that X factor out of it and let us just sort of be, you know, not that there wasn't any emotion. So I don't mean to sound apathetic, but we were making a, you know, business decision that was going to affect our kid, a child that was going to affect our lives going forward. And so we should be the ones that control that and not play the game of telephone of, you know, my lawyer, you and this, and that's we all play telephone, right? It gets lost. Yeah, it's telephone tag, right? It goes, but you're paying for each hey, telephone call. Distance. Yeah. Distance. That's, that's one of my uh, examples when I talk about why mediation is better than, than yeah. litigation. But, you know, you make a really good point. And it's another one that I've, I've been saying to clients for years is, it's your life right. that's being negotiated, that's being restructured, your child's life. It is not my life. I go home to my family that is also a reconstituted, restructured family and, and you know, with a step family and all kinds of interesting mm -hmm. permutations. And we make the decisions there. But who better to make the decisions about how you're going to restructure your family than you two? Or at right? least try. I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, like that's, I think we went into it. Like, let's just see where we agree. Like we had no idea if we were going to fall flat on our faces when we were trying to do this, but absolutely. It worked. And, and so we decided to, let's just see where we agree. Yeah. So we just took, you know, uh, I don't even remember what the first one was, but we just took one and then it worked and we agreed and it was, it was, it was, like, okay, it was easy. right. And so then it was just, it didn't happen overnight. Right. And, and okay. it was a, just an effort to see, let's just try, let's see where we agree. And then before we knew it, we had this whole thing done, wrapped up, delivered to lawyers, drawn up and, 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 and it made the process a very, very difficult, painful, you know, again, this was not an easy, even sitting across from her and talking about these awkward conversations about money and romance and, you know, all this other stuff isn't easy. It's not comfortable. Um, and so I don't want to pretend like it was, and I don't want to pretend like after we got done, even signed our divorce, that it was great. And it was, you know, simple from there on out. Um, but 
you know, we always came back to uh, what's best for Asher. And we say a lot in the book, and you're absolutely right. And we actually probably said a lot more until the editor got his pencil out. Uh, like, okay, enough. Enough about the what's best for Asher. But really, but that was... What, what it, that's what it was about. That was all it was yeah. about. And, well, and it, it comes through even with the red line that your editor put on there. I it it, it shows so much in here. But you, you also make the point, and I will say that like the divorce happens about this far into the book, people, and then there's still more than half the book to go because, as you just said, Ben, it didn't end. You know, you got through the divorce. That's that's actually a big hallmark in the divorce process. You live in a kind. You were talking about the limbo of a relationship that's breaking down. Mm-hmm. Divorce is another limbo because you don't know how things are going to work out. You're doing this negotiating and all. You finally get that done. And now you move into this new future. But then things start to change. And you actually had fairly quickly, you had a change in that, Nikki, you became involved romantically with someone that you had both known for a time period um, already during your relation, during your marriage. And that is a dynamic that I, again, as a divorce attorney, I can tell you. I mean, it, it, was, it was right from the start, a test of the, uh, our commitment to what was yeah. best for Asher, for me, uh, particularly, because again, if it was John Doe, uh, you know, the last thing a man wants and a woman, I'm, I'm sure it, it is for right. somebody else to be around your son. And quite frankly, your ex-wife. I mean, there's the, you know, the, so there's, you know, the sexual part of it. And then there's also yeah. the, the ego part of it about somebody else being around your son. And I knew the guy. So I was like, okay, you know, we, we were walked out of the coffee shop. We were divorced, everything. We were on this new role of what's best for Asher. And then boom. Oh, uh, by the way, I'm dating Chad. <laughs> You're what? And so you know, I, I remember, uh, and this is where we say in the book also, is we faked it till we made it, right? And, and we were committed to this. And I remember one time, particularly the first time, I think, uh, not that I was around Chad, but the first time uh, where I really had to practice these principles. And, and, and it was, I was coaching Asher's uh, uh, Little League. And after the game, Nikki ran over to Chad. I mean, sorry, Asher ran over to Chad and gave him a big hug. And I'm there, you know, trying to pull the dagger out of his heart. Right. The dagger, my <laughs> stomach, my insides are doing somersaults. I'm like, I just want to get out of there. I've felt so uncomfortable. And I'm literally finding myself going, what's best for Asher? What's best for Asher? This is, you know, look, he loves the guy. You know, he, he Nikki loves him. Nikki's happy. And at the same time, though, and I don't know if I've ever told you this, that I felt both sides of it. Uh-huh. Like, I felt that, like, ouch. But then I was the other side that was like, nothing could make me happier right, right. now than seeing this child. That's interesting. But, yeah. How do I not know that? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> See? You learn something new every day, and today's yeah. no exception. So, <laughs> yeah, it was a test immediately towards uh, – and, and it, again, it wouldn't. I don't think it would matter. It was a little bit more uh, – it was that, someone we knew. That it was somebody we knew, you know, because, again, if I was in that wrong space and, and making decisions or looking through the lens of me – uh, you know, I could convince myself why this guy was, you know, uh, not good for Nikki and when, why he shouldn't be around my son and, and how he, you know, didn't wait for the body to get cold, uh, you know, before he moved on in and this was all premeditated. And, and, and again, that is poison. You know, that is, uh, uh, living in the past. That is not, you know, truly, you know, I did bury him though. He, he did yes. And, and, uh, you know, one of the most pivotal moments, uh, I think of our 
divorce, uh, you know, or post-divorce life yeah. was I got a call from Chad. Um, and I know you were going to ask about this, so I'll just, but, but if it's such a pivotal, you know, uh, point, uh, in, in what we were trying to accomplish was he called me and asked me to coffee. Same coffee shop. Same coffee shop. Same sort of Their thing. Their go-to place. And I'm thinking, I'm in the parking lot doing the same sort of thing Nikki was doing. Like, what is going to go on here? Like, what am I walking into? He's, I mean, because as much as we were friends, we weren't like, we aren't how, we weren't how no, we are now. No, no, no. We were, uh, you know, like I said, faking yeah. it until we made it. Well, it was early days, right? Yeah. It was not that long after the divorce was finalized. Putting on our big boy pants, you know, when we were around Asher, uh, and, and, you know, whether it was meeting Chad at the softball or Little League game, or it was being, you know, going to pick him up. It was like smiles. Everything's great. We would have Me conversations. Yet. Soccer. Right. And, and so he calls me. I, I, you know, I'm sitting there going, okay, what am I going to walk into? And he uh, asked me uh, for Nikki's hand in marriage. Um, and despite my answer, are you sure? And let me tell you some <laughs> are you things. Crazy? Are you crazy? Do really you know what you're, do that. Do you know what you're <laughs> walking into? Uh, I said, you know, he, look, he was going to do it anyways. But at that moment, it was like, he, he didn't need to do that. He didn't, uh, uh, but he showed me some respect and not me respect, but what we were trying to accomplish, right. respect, our happy divorce, respect that he understood what we were trying to accomplish. And he wasn't going to be a, you know, I think sometimes step parents come into the situation and it makes it a little bit more difficult or could, or could derail things. Right. Um, and we'd always talked about that and meeting somebody else. But at that moment, I was like, this guy gets it. Uh, he is, uh, you know, I can never control or uh, who Nikki was going to date or marry. She was obviously going to be with somebody else. The only thing I could ask is that the guy was a good guy. He loved my son like I did and he treated Nikki well and, you know, some other things. And look, Chad checked all those boxes. If I'm looking at what's best for Asher, now I can look at through a different lens and make and, and answer why he didn't check all those boxes. But again, through the lens of what's best for Asher. And I told him that, you know, I, I can't, and then he apologized to me too, which was, you know, it's so, you know, Shakespearean, if you will, or just so like, you can't make this stuff up at the same coffee shop, same table, uh, that he didn't mean for it to happen. He didn't go looking for it. It sort of just happened. Um, and I said, you know, it would be an honor for you to be my son's stepdad. Um, and, and, uh, you know, gave him a hug and told him I loved him. And from that moment on, you know, he, he cleaned up the record. It's a lot like Nikki and I, you know, yeah. and we move forward. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a moment. So I won't, uh, I won't ruin the surprise. There are chapters in the book that are from Chad, um, who is Nikki's current new, well, forever husband, we'll call him. And right. also from Nadia, who is your, uh, Ben's wife and the mother of, of his children, or, uh, you, you've also had children. So this is like a, this is it, this is where it starts to look like something of a, you know, that unicorn family, but you all have truly made this work. And, if you read the book, it especially becomes clear. And I love that the perspective of Nadia and Chad is in here because I'm a step parent myself yeah. and it is not easy to step into that dynamic. And they share their side of the story. I love that you include that. You include them. It's so important. Um, and I think that's what makes this so 
powerful is you none of you are hiding the fact that this was hard. No, right. Not at all. And, and from a step parent's point of view, like I can't, you know, uh, uh, I handed and, and Nikki handed uh, their our new spouses a good situation. Right. I mean, it wasn't this, you know, terrible drama filled situation, but it's still it takes work on their part. Though. It takes a ton of work and a complete buy in. And before you know, Nikki and I had this thing and we were, you know, grooving along sort of like a bicycle with two wheels. And then you start adding two more wheels. Right. And if one of those wheels doesn't work, it all gets derailed. Yes. Uh, and, and, you know, these Nikki or Nadia and Chad have not only been uh, or, or haven't been a distraction or a you know flat tire. They have been a, uh, a energizer and, and a life-filling thing to, sure. to, to, to this relationship. And there's no jealousy. There's no. I go to L.A. Nikki, you know, spend some time in L.A. in the summertime. I'll go out. I'll stay at her house. Um, you know, her and I uh, went to Africa this past summer with our son, just the three of us. Um, it wasn't that Nadia and Chad weren't invited. I shouldn't They're say well, I, that's. <laughs> That's a bad thing. They just, you know, Nadia's got two young kids at home and Chad is, you know, sort of has this important job of being sheriff of Hillsborough County. So you know, big, law and order and all. Right. Uh, so we went together and it wasn't like, when I told Nadia, it wasn't like, oh, hell no, you're not going right. to Africa with your I ex. Go. Are you crazy? She said, Ash would love that. What a great opportunity for Asher. So it's, it, it, it truly is, uh, uh, they don't get enough credit. No. Step parents don't get enough credit because Everything they had to swallow ego too. Yeah, you know, they had so to, important. they had their own egos and they have their own thing and they had to put Asher first and sort of, you know, commit to what we're doing. And I, I have to say that I don't know if I had sensed, no, I do know if I had sensed anything, uh, a problem that Nadia wasn't going to, uh, understand what I, we were trying to accomplish or, you know, be a uh, uh, proponent of it and, or not be a distractor. I don't know if I would have been with her because again, we're, we were committed to what's best for Asher and, and bringing somebody into what's good or going good. I should say it wasn't, you know, I think it was like four years into it, yeah. uh, but and it just wasn't going to work. I mean, you, we, we had to be committed hundred percent to making those decisions and those tough decisions and those tough sacrifices. And then, you know, uh, making the choice, uh, luckily I didn't have to, of, uh, you know, bringing somebody around Asher, but then marrying somebody, uh, knowing that, uh, she was going to be great and, and they've turned out to be best friends and yeah. tell a story about how Asher or you met Nadia or you talked Nadia first. This is brilliant. I'd like to take a moment now to talk to my mediation colleagues. As many of us are facing the inability to continue our in-person mediation and dispute resolution practices, I want you to know there's an alternative option. Many of you do know that I have a fully online mediation and coaching practice, and for more than two years, I've actually been training other professionals in how to conduct their mediations online through my Learn to Mediate online program. I've always said that the future of mediation and dispute resolution is online, and now, honestly, that future is here. In my two-hour training program, you'll learn the basics of conducting your mediations through an online video conferencing platform, and I'll cover the practical and ethical considerations that you need to know to do it well. 
Right now, we also have several webinars scheduled and we offer one-on-one -on -one and group trainings by appointment. I've reduced the cost of the webinars to only $299 so that as many of you as possible have access. So go to www.learntomediateonline.com to find out more and register today. Stay tuned for more from Susan and her guests, Nikki DeBartolo and Ben Heldfond, the authors of Our Happy Divorce in part two of this special two-part episode. I definitely have to bring up the fact that the last chapter in the book is from your son. And if, if nothing else in this book gave everybody hope and an understanding that a happy divorce is possible and what the effect of a happy divorce can be, that chapter is the, you know, it has the shining light and the holy grail around it. If you are enjoying this episode, check out Is It Time to Say Goodbye or Time to Say Let's Try with the creator of the Should You Stay or Should You Go program, Kate Anthony. And here's the thing, all of this needs to be gotten underneath, right? Because there are many women that I talk to or in my Facebook group who'll say like, he's a really nice guy. And then they'll tell a story or we'll sort of get into a little more deeply and I'll say, I'm thinking maybe we need to redefine what a nice guy is because what you're actually describing is actually not okay. And now we return to today's show. Asher was, I don't know, we, 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 we argue about the age. Right. Ben says, what, four? So every, whenever Asher would be at Ben's house, I would call him every night to say goodnight. So I call him, I'm on the phone with him. I'm saying goodnight to him. We're just, you know, talking about his day. And he says, hey, mom. I said, yeah. He said, do you know Nadia? I said, I know who she is, but you know, mommy doesn't know Nadia yet. And he goes, well, hold on, talk to her, hands her the phone. And my like heart drops and I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it was his, it was his moment. That was his way of saying, hey, here's this girl. She's in my life. You need to know this girl too. Like you guys have to figure this out. And I was like, for all those parents that believe yeah. that their kids don't know and aren't smart enough to know what's going on, these kids are way smarter yeah. than we ever give them credit. And, and, and speaking for somebody who went through divorce, uh, not so happy divorce, uh, the idea that your kids are resilient and they will get over it and they will, you know, it, it's just, it, it, it's complete, I won't swear, but complete nonsense. Uh, you know, and, and there's so much more, even at five, you know, four, five, six, however old he was, he was aware enough to know that this person's in dad's life and Chad is in mom's life and they're happy. And I see what's happening with Chad and or Nadia and Ben, mom and Nadia need to meet. Yeah. And he handed yeah. her the phone. Which like, is it's, just, time. it's time, mom. I'm like, it's oh, goodness. It, it, it's just another instance of, you know, what's best for Asher. Asher yeah. knew what was best for Asher there. Us. <laughs> yeah. Well, and in fact, there's, I, 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 I enjoyed the book so much. I have to say there was a scene, Natalie, where you talk, talk about, um, about Nikki, I'm sorry, Nikki, that you talk about you're on a plane and you're clutching Nadia's wedding dress as if it's your own. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And I thought that, and I'm thinking, you know, this these are not people who are just paying lip service to we're all going to get along and be one big happy family. You, yeah. I, you know. Yeah, she brought yes, she I brought, brought Nadia's wedding dress. And this is, you know, just to, just to, uh, to explain to viewers or to, to people who read the book on, you know, the, this was progress, not perfection. We yeah. were, you know, uh, when Nikki got married to Chad, Nikki called me and had enough respect and enough understanding and awareness of the situation and said, look, I don't know if it's right that you come to the wedding. Uh, you know, I, I think that it's, you know, early. I don't want people to be thinking what's Ben feeling or how's Ben feeling. And, and it would just be awkward. It's my wedding. And I said, I completely get that. I mean, it's, it's understandable. But, and then, you know, three, four years later, when I married Nadia, it was a no brainer that our whole family our, was there. The whole, her whole yeah. family was there. So it was like, you know, this is where it's progressed into her marriage, you know, not Want, not wanting me to be, not want, wanting me to be there. No, but just that it was. It wasn't yeah. my time. It wasn't right, and she was, and, and, and she was right. But but to my ex-wife carrying my wife, soon to be wife's uh, wedding dress from Tampa to uh, where do we marry? Palm, Palm Beach. Beach. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, no, up north. Anyways, uh, so, you know, to, to, to because she could carry it and, and, and Nadia, uh, we were driving. Anyway, so she carried like it was a special package and holding yeah, on to it and care, you know, and, and caring for it like it was our own. Yeah. Well, and that's stuck in my mind. I mean, it's, that's truly a case that, you know, again, you, you were you were actually living this. And, and it's actually a, a really important point that you weren't forcing it as well. Yes, it's fake it till you make it. I, I agree. I believe in that concept. But faking is one thing. Forcing is another. Right. And you all have evolved into, I mean, I encourage everybody. Well, first off, there's a photo section in the book that just brings makes me happy just to look at it because you will at first you have to start reading the all the um gotcha. captions because it's it's truly a blended family album. I mean, everybody's in every picture, um, but you truly live it. And, you know, I just want to I definitely have to bring up the fact that the last chapter in the book is from your son. And if if nothing else in this book gave everybody hope and an understanding that a happy divorce is possible and what the effect of a happy divorce can be, that chapter is the you know it has the shining light and the holy grail around it that is it so how did it come about that your son was the final chapter the author of your final chapter in your book i think at the time we were writing it we just asked him if he would be willing to if he would be willing to talk about his experience because i said you know i think we both told him that him talking about this could help other kids too and it could help parents try to make other children's life as normal as possible. And I mean, he was very open at first. I mean, you know, at first he was kind of like, who's going to read this? What are they going to say? You know, but he, I mean, he did a really good job oh, look, of opening it up. Look, he's been the rock yes. star through this whole process. I mean, you talk about the Good Morning America. Uh, they spoke with Asher and then we're like, we got to ask this kid a question, which was never the plan until literally like uh, an hour before taping. Um, or not taping, but going live. And, and they asked him a question, and he knocked it out of the park. And so he's, uh, the, the chapter, and this is the evolution, why it took four years to write, um, you know, 
a couple of those timeouts were because Nikki would get mad at me <laughs> and say, I'm not doing your effing book and oh. you can stick it where the phone doesn't sleep. You know, I was the driver of this thing and, and it only made sense if Nikki was going to do it with me. It only made sense if we could alternate chapters and tell our side of the story. Uh, but then it only made sense for Nadia and Chad to have a chapter. And then, of course, it only made sense for Asher to have a chapter after he... He's great about it. And after he'd written his high school uh, entrance exam or, or essay. essay, thank you, on people, uh, someone that uh, inspires you or somebody that means a lot to you. And he, un, uh, un, you know, without our uh, you know, convincing or whatever, wrote it about his mom and dad and what they've done to create an environment for him, uh, even though they're divorced. And that was like, this has to go in there. This, it started in the beginning and then we rearranged it and tweaked it a little bit, but it had to end with Asher because it, it started with him. He's still the reason uh, you know, he's going to be going off to college in, in, in a, a few years. Uh, but he's the reason, you know, the, the, the motivation behind why we have this is, is we did not want to stick him with this emotional bill uh, to pay for something he had absolutely no choice in. It wasn't his choice for us to get married. It wasn't his choice for us to have him. And it certainly wasn't his choice uh, to, for us to get divorced. So why should he face the consequences of those choices? And, uh, you know, if you had asked us, what, 13 years ago at that coffee shop, what we w would have wanted our lives to be like, it, we would have missed this mark by a thousand miles, <laughs> yeah. right? I think it was just that we wanted to be in the same room together. Yeah. We wanted to shield Asher from our nonsense and our garbage and right. our wreckage um, and just be in the same room together. You know, with everybody's been around. I'm sure you, you're, you're, you're uh, <laughs> sure, that's my life. So yeah. when, when you're around a divorced couple that doesn't get along, it's like this palpable tension in the air right. and it makes everybody awkward. So I think if you had asked us, or at least me 13 yeah, years we just ago, wanted to, we just wanted to be able to be in the same room. Coexist. Yeah, like, sure. you know, and not make everybody include, but most importantly, Asher feel awkward or, you know, and I remember that he, uh, a couple of years ago, we went on a fishing trip and we were on the boat fishing and out of nowhere, he said, this divorce is hard. And I looked at him and my first reaction, ego, was you have no idea, you little ungrateful, blah, blah, blah. And then it hit me, like even as good as his mom and I get along and as good as, you know, Nikki and Nadia and Chad and I get along, divorce is still hard on kids. It's, you know, if you gave them a choice, they would want their parents together. And then it took me back to just, besides all the other nonsense I went through uh, with my parents, but just being displaced every couple of days and, you know, having, you know, two different homes and your schedule and, you know, forgetting a book at the other parent's house or forget, I mean, it, that, that's tough in itself. So much, just take that and add on all the other stuff on top of that. Uh, and, and then you'll know how really hard it is. Yeah, well, and I think the overriding message and certainly something I suspect your son knows very well is just how much both his parents and his bonus parents love him. Um, for all of you to work together and go through, you know, the growing pains that this must have occasioned, all out of the concept of what's best for Asher, you know, that it's a beautiful story. I am so happy that we got to tell a small part of it, but I, I told you at the beginning, 
this should be required reading for anyone who's thinking about divorce before you find the shark, before you get immersed in the past that brought you to divorce. Um, find out that there's a happy future or there's a possibility of it and read the book. Um, I, you, you have offered to give away a few free copies to some of my listeners. Yeah. I mean, however, wonderful. Yeah. We'll figure something. I mean, if you just want to, uh, uh, get us on, uh, social media, direct message us, uh, if you can't afford a book or this is never about making money. Uh, you know, we self published it. Uh, we will never make, uh, any money off this thing. Um, but just, direct message uh, at our happy divorce everything on social media or if they want to reach out to you and, and we'll get you a copy because you know this was this is just about telling our story and, and relate and then know if you're going through a divorce we've been there it's like being in hell um, and this is our story of how we got out of hell and, 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 you know, this is a path that might not work for you. It might work. You can take bits and pieces. You can do whatever you want, but just know that this is real. Uh, it's not forced. It's not going to come out like that. Uh, was, uh, a million little lies, but it wasn't a lot. The, the, uh, the, the story about the guy, the book, uh, went on. Oprah. Oh, that what turned out to be not re- true. Yeah. yeah. Like this I know real. Oprah's book club. <laughs> right. And then when, you know, it turned out all to be sort of exaggerated, this isn't exaggerated. So, uh, and, and, and we hope that it just brings inspiration that believe me if you knew more about nikki and i the fact that we can do this anybody can do it anybody can do it i mean we're convinced of that because we are two type a personalities uh who you know uh can can have their moments you know so so uh you know whatever it takes uh, if you want a book or you want to uh you know ask us questions or 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 anything you know social media is a wonderful tool and we're so glad that you know we met people like you because we saw your account and you say the good morning america thing there wasn't like we're going on good morning america let's reach out to susan it was just like one of those things that we we loved what you were doing it was one of our you know sort of wish lists if you will uh, to be on uh, on your podcast for everything you're doing. So uh, it happened, you know, and, and so whatever so we can do, if, it, if any of your listeners uh, want a book, they can get a book. We'll get them a book. Well, th- thank you. And thank you. I mean, I, it's truly, it's going to be here amongst my, I have a few books here that I keep at my desk um, and I've been recommending it to clients. It's going to be on my website. I will have all the information on, um, on Instagram and I think Facebook, you're at... Our happy family. Our, our happy, happy divorce. divorce. Everything. Our happy divorce. Our, yeah. <laughs> it is. I'm now I'm making stuff up. <laughs> our at our happy divorce. I follow yeah. that and I love you do you have great blog posts. You have the pictures of all of you together. It's just it's truly something I enjoy in my feed. It makes me happy. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of unhappiness in our feeds these days. Um, your your feed makes me happy. So thank you for sharing. Thank you for coming on the show. This was thank wonderful. You. It's turned out to be an hour long so it's going to be a special two-part episode um, which I think is wonderful and I I hope that everyone who's listening has learned something today about how they can have a happy divorce so thank you both thank Thank you. you very much thank you you for joining me today on the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I hope you found some information and inspiration to help you on this journey. Please join me every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new episode. And if you like the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. 
You can also find more information on the website at divorceandbeyondpod.com, where you'll find links to the YouTube channel, transcripts of the episodes, and other bonus content. So I'll see you next week to help you move through your divorce and beyond.